to the Lastasia Williams show. I am your host, Dr. Lastasia Williams. I hope that you are having a great week thus far. The week is almost over. It's Thursday. I don't know where the week is gone. It's kind of flown by, but I'm not complaining. I'm excited because I'm ready to get my weekend started. But today I want to come and, and discuss in this episode about the black women and how we're viewed within society. Now, some people probably don't want to touch on that subject which is fine but I feel that this is very important because how we're viewed as black girls and black women kind of helps shape our self-esteem it helps shape our identity and so I feel that we're kind of placed in this outlier state as black women and when I say outlier state when you look at the definition of an outlier many people describe that as any you know person or thing or that's kind of detached or situation situated away from a particular system or a body or something that's different than the members of a particular group and so in my opinion I feel this is where society has placed black women and for me as a professional black woman myself I find it that it's it's disheartening because you have this uh, a limited representation of black women within our society a few uh, months well it's been almost a year close to a year that I did a TEDx talk at a, at a college and I discussed how the images that we're seeing within society is not really reflective of our culture and and what I mean by that it, it we we can't see anyone all the time that looks like us you know whether that we're all different but we we don't get to see those images that the non-african america america gets to see like white america they get to see on a regular basis so i pose the, the question imagine if you had to walk into a classroom or a lecture hall and you never saw teacher or a professor who looked like you or imagine if you had to turn on the television every day and you had this limited view of people who looked like you people who were shaped like you and dressed like you or people who had the same type of hair as you did imagine if you had to go through this every day so you really don't know how you are supposed to be or the, the identity that you will take on and for black girls that's hard it's hard to understand okay what is my identity what can I be if I never see different things and that is I, I find that really I, I really find that to be a problem because I believe every girl every woman should be able to see someone who looks like them gets frustrating to me when I have to I can go into a store and I have to go to multiple stores just to find a doll for my you know daughters that look like them 
Now, some some people might ask, well, why is that such a big deal? If you have to ask me that question, then you may be a part of the problem. That's a very big deal when your your kids ask for a doll, and you have to give them, oh, okay, I get you this white doll with bone straight hair, which is no problem because I teach my kids to, you know, play with everyone and respect everyone, but it comes a time when you want for your daughters to be able to see different representations of themselves throughout society because it's not hard to find you know the angry black female shown in society or on mainstream media it's not hard to find the black female who's fighting they have no problem showing that they have no problem putting that out there but to me it seems like there's a problem to show that successful black CEO or that black surgeon, female surgeon or the ballerina or even a black artist. We don't have any of that representation on a consistent basis. So to me, it makes it seem as if society has placed this box around us and we can only be a certain way, which is not the case. And once that box is placed around us, it creates this invisibility, which ultimately leads to this outlier state that I was talking about. And so when you look at it, that invisibility, it kind of opens us up to this unwarranted societal violation, which one can affect the lens in which we're viewed by others and ourselves. It can affect that. It leads to a desire, number two, to conform to what society deems to be appropriate in that society would be a non-African American American. It can also lead, number three, to it, it, it allows others to control our, our narrative. It allows someone else to tell our story. And number four, it gives way to dehumanization. So for me, when you place this box around black girls and black women and you place them in this outlier state, it makes it to where you always you're always going to have these disparities that exist within our society there's this this you know for years and years people talked about white privilege now they've skated around the issue but they talked about white privilege and i think the misunderstanding comes in because they think that white privilege means that I'm coming from a lot of money or I'm coming from a well-to-do family. But white privilege is this unwritten rule that it's kind of been engraved into the fabric of our society for a long time. And this privilege has taken on a this, this face within our society that kind of hinders other, you know, for for black women. It, it, it presents a hindrance. And a lot of times this privilege keeps others from seeing the problems that we face as black girls and black women. And I believe that 
being in this outlier state doesn't always have to exist. But in order for us to correct it, we have to be able to do some things. We have to be able to say, you know what? I see you for who you are. And I've always said, I don't like it when people say, I don't see your color. Yes, you do. Please see my color because then that means you, you see me for who I am. Now you're able to get into my shoes and say, you know what? What can we do together to to get rid of this outlier state for me in order you know to change that outlier state or that position for black girls and black women and then so that we're included into the makeup of society there has to be the merging of cultural sensitivity and diversity there has to be you can't say that i'm culturally sensitive but you're not diverse You can't separate the two, in my opinion. I believe that they go hand in hand. And so in order for us to be able to move from that outlier state and be included into society, everyone has to be involved. But people have to realize that the problem exists. If you don't believe the problem exists, guess what? We're going to continue to be in that outlier state. And I... This is something I I feel really strongly about because I work with young girls on a daily basis and I see that they're all kind of trying to find who they are. Now, granted, teenagers are always in the position where we're trying to where they're trying to find who they are and where they fit. But it seems as if it's it, it gets a little harder for black girls to to navigate that because of the images that are put out and what how they're viewed and so I want us to be able to get to a place where we can think about merging that those ideas of cultural sensitivity and diversity and so I believe if we're able to get that and understand that then we're better able to kind of bring in you know black black women and black girls into what's going on in society is it going to happen overnight no not going to happen overnight but we at least need to try because the only way that we can create a inclusive environment where black women and black girls are included into the conversation of what's going on in society we have to be able to bridge those gaps that exist between, you know, racial and gender di- disparities. That's the only way we're going to be able to, to, to be included into the conversation. And so if you're listening to this, think about how we can make this happen. Think about how we can get this done. And while you're thinking about that, you better believe I'm going to be thinking about it as well, and I'm going to do my best to be working on that. So until next time, be blessed.